Hi, everybody. This is Adam Shartoff, your host of Film Wax Radio. It is Monday, March 23rd, 2020. This is episode number 604 of the podcast. I um, <clears throat> have decided to, since we're all suffering in quarantine here, um, well, maybe I shouldn't use the term suffering. Some people actually are suffering health-wise. I hope that if this is reaching your ears and you are indeed do have this virus, that uh, this can bring you a tiny, tiny bit of comfort. Or if, if a family or loved one or what have you, close friend has this, or if you're just anxious in general, which probably among those three groups it pretty much covers just about everybody. So that's where we are, we're at here. So what I decided to do is to post an extra show every week. There may even be more than that. I mean, I'm honestly not, I'm not, for the time being, I'm not looking at the calendar. I usually post new shows on Thursdays, but I'm going to try to do is at least do an extra show on Mondays. And this is after a period of trying to reduce streamline, but then, you know, I've got some projects and things to do at home, but I, I, well, here's one thing I can do, and that's, you know, help support films that are are uh, either on cable or streaming right now. And, you know, this doesn't preclude my the, the, my love of, of, of the cinemas, of, of theaters, and my concern for their future right now. But in the meantime, you know, you're out there, you're watching probably more streaming content or cable content than ever before uh, to pass the time. So I thought, let me talk to some of the filmmakers or people that are in the films that are available. So these next few weeks, there might be some extra stuff. Some content may just go on the FilmWax Radio YouTube channel. If you haven't checked that out yet, go ahead and do it. I actually just posted the other day a conversation with uh, the team behind a new documentary called Dosed. That's D O S E D about uh, this Canadian woman who is uh, highly who comes who has many years of heroin addiction, as well as other which suffers from anxiety and depression and an addiction, and these filmmakers uh, suggest that she try psychedelics, which you know between ibogaine and magic mushrooms, etc., have proven very useful and effective in helping addicted people or people with various anxiety disorders, that it can be a great help. So we had a conversation about this documentary, which you can watch if you go to dosedmovie.com, right on the homepage there, or go to Vimeo On Demand's website, and you can find it in there. I'm supporting films like that, and today's episode, with uh, today's episode of, uh, with Filmax Radio friend Craig Zobel, who, who was on, believe it or not, on episode 53 
of this podcast. We're up to, what, 604. This is almost 550 episodes ago. <laughs> it's remarkable. Back in 2012, so we're talking about eight years ago, I met with Craig and, uh, and, and his star of his first feature uh, called Compliance. And I met with him and the star, who was Ann Dowd, you know, who you most people now know um, from, uh, from her, her work on The Handmaid's Tale. But I got to meet her and was a huge fan of her from this movie. Compl- this is when I really first became aware of Ann Dowd, even though she had been working for many years in theater and in, in films. Uh, but I finally became aware of her, and, and, and then we did a Q&A. Anyway, so this was back in 2012, uh, so it's been a long time since I've had Craig on the show. And he, interestingly enough, only made one other feature in between, Z for Zachariah, which came out a few years ago. We didn't get him on the show then. He's done a lot of episodic since, including a bunch of episodes of The Leftovers for HBO. You'll hear it all in this conversation. But his new movie is called The Hunt, and The Hunt is currently available on Amazon and on a bunch of other uh, platforms. And I watched it, and I thought, let me just contact Craig. Yeah, let me just see. Maybe he'll be, you know, he's just sitting around, and maybe, like a lot of filmmakers or actors or f- industry professionals, maybe they'll, they would welcome getting on, on, on the show right now and uh, talking about their projects. Because, you know, we're all sitting around ready for something. The Hunt is exactly this kind of escapist fun you, you would probably like. Now, it is violent, but it's, it's, it's played in a kind of um, over-the-top fashion. This is a, a very much a farce. If you, for instance, liked uh, Knives Out, for instance, this might be your thing. If you liked Get Out, if you liked Get Out this might be your film. It's about 12 strangers who uh, wake up in a clearing. They don't know where they are they, or how they got there. In the shadow of dark internet conspiracy theory, ruthless elitists gather at a remote location to hunt humans for sport. But their master plan is about to be derailed when one of the hunted, Crystal, turns the table on her pursuers. The film stars... Betty Gilpin as Crystal, and a bunch of other great actors, including, well, Hilary Swank, Ike Barinholtz, Amy Madigan, Emma Roberts. I'm going to mention Reed Burney uh, because I'm a fan of his. It also stars former Filmwax Radio guest Macon Blair and Justin Hartley, who is a regular on This Is Us. You may remember him from there. So it's, it's got a great cast. And it is a fun movie to watch. I, 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 I'm telling you, I, was, I may watch it again. So anyway, glad to bring Craig back on the show. He's terrific. He is uh, currently in uh, Philadelphia. He was uh, working on a new series, I believe, uh, which was called to a, a halt, like many other shows or most other shows. And so uh, I was able to get him on the phone pretty quick, and we knocked this out. I hope you enjoy it. This is my friend Craig Zobel here on Film Wax Radio. Hello? Hey, 
is all of this? Did you see that article? Every year, these liberal elites kidnap a bunch of normal folks like us and hunt us for sport. The last I heard, free speech still exists. Don't First Amendment me. It wasn't real. Everybody get it! We were joking. There's been a killing spree. You gotta come here right now. You actually believed we were hunting human beings for sport. <laughs> but you are. We have an opportunity here to teach these people. These are not real people. They're actors. I'm playing an Arab refugee, but I identify as white. I think that's problematic too, in some way. You wanted it to be real, so you decided it was. Kind of sick people would even think of something like that. White people. We're the worst. Um, <laughs> so you're in Philadelphia, Craig? Uh, hey, um, yeah, I'm in Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, and you were so you were you're there for a period of time because you were you were in production and it's on hold or something. That's right. Yeah, I was working on. Uh, I was working on. Uh, a new miniseries for HBO called Mayor of Easttown, mm-hmm. starring Kate Winslet. Um, and oh, oh wow, okay. We went on hi- we went on hiatus, um, and yeah, we're gonna be down for a bit, um, like every every other TV show and movie. I think yeah, at this point my yeah, I, my kid's mother is in a series uh, at, that Apple is doing in LA, and so she's stuck out there. Um, wow. Same same deal yeah yeah and that's a pretty big cat i mean cast names most of them are based out there she's she's sort of now based on both coasts to some degree but uh her kids are out here you know in the east uh here in new york so right so it's a little sticky you know i'm sure yeah what are your circumstances are you married or you have a kid or uh not married don't have a kid um okay i'm uh i'm yeah so i'm kind of okay most of my family is down in georgia and uh and they're all safe and good um and so uh and you know truly out of like out of being careful about being around people of a certain age i'm not going down there because i don't i definitely have been kind of I've had a lot more vectors <laughs> of potential transmission than than they have, so I decided to just stay here and ride it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad to hear you're okay so far. Yeah, it's just uh, been nuts. I went to Trader Joe's this morning because I'm trying not to go out very much. Right. Um, but you know, you got it. I have a, I have my my kid with me here, <clears throat> so you know, and he's turning 16, so the kid keeps eating i don't, I don't the, it's like dude what the, what's your problem don't you know there's a virus going on and you keep eating uh <laughs> a, so problem. Um, How yeah so i went out is? there yeah well I, I must say the supermarkets at least here i'm sure it's exactly the same in philadelphia you're in like you know just like in a in, uh, a very 
diverse economic city or inner city like this one. So I'm a little bit out on the outskirt now. And so I was able to go over there and there's a line. I got there about 20 minutes before the store opened thinking, all right, I'll just hang out and, you know, and, and wait. But there was a line already around the kind of around the block. Wow. For people to get, yeah. So I, but it took about an hour and it was kind of chilly today. So that wasn't good. But I got finally, they were only letting in a certain number of people at a time, limiting people's purchasing to two of the same items. So if you wanted to get, let's say, marinara sauce or something, you can only get as many as two jars of that. Other than that, though, the place was really well stocked. I mean, I know it was their first thing, but I mean, it was really well stocked i have to say it was comforting to see that you know that is yeah that is good right because the world it's not like they're stopped to make right. food <laughs> yeah. no and, right. right and you know by the way the people I, I, if you're out there and you're listening and you're or, or, you know you you might be in a, some of the groups that are high, more vulnerable you know like you know um, overweight diabetic people are in a very high risk group Right. So we should all avoid getting obese in the, in the, in the coming weeks and months. So. <laughs> True. Yes. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's my PDA. That's probably inappropriate. But I'm just saying, what, what are you going to do? How much food, you know, really, the, w- just calm down. But I think it's, it's, it's a matter of making as few trips out as possible. And that really does make sense. Yeah, it really is about, I mean, it's about pretending like you have it, even if you don't feel like you have it that's exactly like right what we all need to kind of get in the habit of doing um, that's smart yeah it's a good way yeah. of putting it yeah that you could be transmitting it not that you could catch it you know what i mean like that's right a different way yeah, yeah sure every they're, time you step outside you would, they're the same yeah. but like the, the, what you have to do is sort of the same either way but like i feel like it's just a bit more socially responsible to kind of think of it that way <laughs> I agree with you. And every time you come, you you go out and you come back, you're potentially bringing it back with you. So you really, uh, I don't know if you you know if you don't live alone anyway. It is an issue. It so. is. It's, uh, and it's so strange to go out right now, right? Like I feel like every time that I've yes. been out, um, which hasn't been, it's been twice, but it, both times I've definitely felt very like. I've like felt like I'm like, am I stoned? And I'm like, no, but I'm as paranoid as if I was stoned. And the place feels weird. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just such a strange <clears throat> experience. Um, but uh, but yeah. this is what we have to do right now. And and yeah, good on everybody for doing it. Um, well, this could, in a way, it's a, it's a little bit of a segue because this is an area of art, kind of of storytelling interest to you anyway, this type of uh, maybe extreme social circumstances. How's that for <laughs> yeah, a okay. vi- relatively vague description of certain themes that come into your... Uh, so when we talk about The Hunt and even Z for Zachariah, sure. but I do want to mention that I met you, I believe I was at your premiere, I'm not positive, of compliance. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure about that. Where did it premiere? The- it premiered at, uh, at Great. Uh, sorry, it premiered at Sundance Film Festival. Oh, so I was not at your premiere, but I was at the South by. Uh, pre- you were at uh, the South by screening. Right after. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then uh, you and Anne Dowd came on, and we did that, and that was when I was really just kind of starting this thing. So I really probably wasn't very good at it. Not that I'm. <laughs> saying I'm that much better, but I, <laughs> I'm really a little like, bit better. I remember it being fun. Yeah, it's it, it's it's stuck with me. So I appreciated you uh, reaching back out. I'm excited to come back on. 
Yeah. Well, I was a big fan and have remained so. And um, you've obviously gotten into doing episodics for mm. uh, hire, which uh, is uh, must be great experience for you. I mean, in three short, I mean, in three films, you have really made an enormous film here, The Hunt, and um, it looks like a million bucks. And what Thank it's you. just so well, it's so well. Uh, done and so well directed and I know there's controversy we can talk a little bit about the timing of it and what happened there but first of all just just tell me about how uh, you came to this the film in the first place uh, well you know like I had been working on The Leftovers with uh, Dan Lindelof and Nick Hughes and um, had it was just a really like rewarding experience um for me uh it felt very much like uh we all kind of got each other and like were able to kind of tell one story together as a as a group in a in a way that was really really fun and and felt good you know felt felt like the kind of thing that that you want to do again and mm-hmm. I would say like a lot in movie making there is a lot of like we definitely need to what's the next one you know like is a comment that you hear a lot but like um it certainly was in in our minds like important that we actually try to do the do something again together because we were having so much fun and well, um uh so you know so that was sort of the kind of the genesis of it was like what is something that we can all do together and then the on their side they had really been in the writer's room of the leftovers which of course is a film about belief and about like what happens when you know you shake up belief and and naturally mm-hmm. had kind of led to like a lot of like conversations about conspiracy theory by virtue of sort of what the leftovers is about and also that conspiracy theory had sort of started to grow so much in the last couple of years, um, um, on, you know, this on- online conspiracy theories such as, you know, Pizzagate and just any of that QAnon right. stuff um, was right. like really fascinating. But it's like, I, I don't think that you would ever be able to make a good... So, it, it like, we were thinking about all of that stuff and they kind of came up with this idea and brought it to me and, and I really thought it was a great idea because I don't think you would be able to make a good straight Pizzagate movie. I don't, I don't know what that would be <laughs> like, like, and I've thought about it. I've tried. <laughs> like, I don't know you did. Yeah, how, sure. how, how to tell that story in a way. Like, but I think that that's something that was a, a film that had like a, multiple agendas. The first one being to be fun and entertaining was kind of really mm-hmm. was the smart way to do it to to be to be fun and humorous and just a a ride um is kind of sort of made a lot of sense to me as like the way into talking about anything kind of like this stuff so <clears throat> you know when they when they brought it to me like that was the I, I pr- again pretty quickly was like I totally get this you know the uh, my big question was I was just like well, how did how do you imagine the violence playing in this movie? Uh, because in the script there was, you know, certainly even a lot of, of mm-hmm. violence. And then I was, you know, and sort of assume with the hope that they, they would come back with what they immediately said, which was just like, it needs to be absurd and, and crazy and satisfy, you know, 
the midnight movie crowd, you know, is like kind of like the thing that they were thinking too. And I was like, good, who? Because that's, that's what I think that that is the right way to kind of do something like this would be to make it, you know, um, mm-hmm. um, something like that. And once I, once we had kind of talked about that one thing, I felt like after that, it was just like, all right, well, let's, who can we get in it? Let's go. Um, so yeah, so that was sort of the genesis of the whole thing on my side. Well, I'm curious. You must have been close to these guys since you already knew them from The Leftovers, you know, Nick and, and Damon. The big twist in this film, which is brought, which sucked me right in, I mean, it, it really just ensnared me immediately, was the kind of the twist, the turning things around and making liberals the villains in a way. The, you know, and you're rooting for like a right-wing characters, right? I mean, essentially. Uh-huh. Uh, how, where were you in terms of formulating this this idea? Because obviously, normally we're used to seeing Republican right wingers kind of in the in the role as the villain. I mean, that's typically the way Hollywood portrays the characters. Did they present this idea to you? I mean, yeah, it's sort of in the DNA of the the script that they had. Uh, sort of had that um, sure already. So yeah, um, but it also again just made sense as like. If you're, it, look, I mean, I don't know what, I, I don't know what mm-hmm. it, you would get out of telling the story that way. <laughs> like, I certainly don't know what kind of sense of n- n- freshness that that would give at all. And really, like, you know, if we were kind of taking this idea that we were like, let's try to uh, be make the movie obviously as human beings like we can't be neutral um no one's that's just not possible um but like if the film was ostensibly neutral like what are the how do we make how do we make fun of everybody <laughs> and like it right, certainly yeah. was i think easier for us to make f- fun of liberals because we are liberals so that certainly um i think kind of probably the jokes were funnier um, just to be frank, like those were the ones that we were like, yeah, that's what it should be, <laughs> you know. Um, it, 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 and so I, I think it's still a kind of it's a it's a, I, there's a certain amount of courage in doing that. Still, I mean, you know well, it, that it, that going with that idea. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have ever thought of it like that, but I, I appreciate I appreciate you saying that. I mean, I. It just it those felt like the that felt like the new idea, <clears throat> something that felt like we hadn't seen that quite done yet, you know. And no. and part right, of it yeah. also being just trying to tonally be it's pretty broad. I mean, the movie's got spit takes in it and stuff. It's like was also to kind of make something that felt I don't know felt like the tone of what. Uh, what I thought it should be, you know, like that we like make sure that we're in a farce. <laughs> yeah. You know, but this is not your typical farce either. I mean, it doesn't feel like it, it's like it on steroids, but it is a farce at the end of the day. Yeah. It's a drawing room. It's a drawing room kind of comedy. It's, it's, yeah. It's like Voltaire. <laughs> it is like Voltaire. Candy, or Mol- with like grenades. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, when did, uh, Jason Blum come into the picture, Blumhouse Productions. When did the, that? Uh, well, when did fu- he sign on? It's funny, you know. Like we, we, we pretty immediately were like, uh, like, you know, 
Damon and Nick have, you know, were absolutely like Nick was kind of like, it would be fun to try to write a Jason Blum movie with. Uh, that Craig directed. <laughs> that was like was the mo. I think from them like sitting down in the in their you know writers room, um, but uh, uh, we took it to him kind of right after I became involved. Like it, he was mm-hmm. like one of a few people that that saw it. And, you know we were showing it to to whoever wanted to to go after it. But that was certainly like he was certainly a, in some ways a target uh, audience for it. Um, mm-hmm. Um, because it's clear, you know, not just from movies like Get Out, which is brilliant, and like a sharp, uh, you know, social commentary. Uh, True. But also from, you know, all of the other types of movies that he makes. And like, this wasn't going to be the same thing as Get Out. It just couldn't have been, you know. Um, but it felt like he would get it and also kind of like get the like vibe of what it was. And, and, and that was absolutely true um and he was he was great to to come on board and and uh i certainly learned a ton by working with jason so um it was awesome what was that uh relationship working relationship like was it a series of meetings or is he there yeah on the set or no he came came developing is he developing ideas mostly Uh it was it was it was just kind of at the uh, in development um uh Mm -hmm. But he's incredibly like good about saying like go make your movie like he wants you know he wants to find people who he feels like know how to make movies and send them out to do it um so he was very trust trusting of of the process um but i just had a bunch of questions kind of about like like in a horror movie like you know i have i'm trying to think of a good example but I don't have like the perfect one, but essentially there were like times where I'm like, is it better for surprise in this beat or suspense in this beat? You know, like I like would just like, he was just the person that I would ask Mm. that stuff to because he's watched 450,000, you know, like horror movies at this point. Um, And he always had really great advice. So it was, it was fun to get to pick his brain just on a completely like technical, how do you make a horror movie work kind of way. It was fun. To, to work with him and i don't say that this is a horror movie this is different than a horror movie right like this is an action yeah or something right well that's it's, the that's the whole thing we're seeing i think we're, yeah right the drawing room first uh we, we, I, we're seeing an interesting part of an evolution in horror films right now with like movies like you mentioned get out and um a few other maybe titles like where they're exploring new ways of uh presenting horror the the, the old horror sort of formula and it's interesting there's like you know this has kind of the political stuff in it and it has humor in it but it was also important to make it have gore have to say i kept just saying midnight movie that was like my best version of it genre yeah yeah, a genre movie yeah like like uh that that was kind of what like i wanted it to be satisfying to people who knew what the brand of blumhouse was um just on on those terms too you know um mm-hmm. and did this premiere at sundance as well no it didn't premiere anyway anywhere oh it didn't the whole idea was that <laughs> that it got it, it lost the <laughs> yeah this is where the, the the where it got pulled and canceled uh is that what because i thought yeah, it may be with the cancellation had to do with its theatrical but you're saying it actually didn't even get into the uh the festivals 
No, all of that happened before. Sorry. Before that even happened, which was was crazy. So, yeah, it was. Uh, um, it you know we were in the last two days of sound mixing when it when the president tweeted about the movie and said that it was made that the filmmakers were trying to incite violence and inflame chaos. <laughs> Right. Um, he's now in the Voltaire play because <laughs> he's now a character in this madness <laughs> because for him to say that is um, ironic or something. I don't know. It's yeah. A, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, which it's is just can like, you imagine? I certainly yeah. wasn't trying to incite violence. I wouldn't have made the movie if it, I thought it was going to incite violence. Like I genuinely like wouldn't. Well, um, yeah, but he's saying that you were doing that, but he's. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's a lie, but he's a, everything he says is a lie anyway. So in a way, you're maybe he's saying the opposite is right. You know, what I mean, you were you're not inciting violence. Um, I don't know. That's don't know. grasping yeah. at straws. It, it, but man. this was. What do you think? There was obviously the, on the surface the 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 reasoning or rationale for pulling the film or putting postponing it, you know, indefinitely or whatever was because of a couple of mass shootings that had recently taken place you know in Dayton and El Paso right so that was the rationale for for that yeah, um, I mean, and then his kind of tweet a, I guess there's a big kind of it, it became a it became a, an easy totem in certain right. sections yeah. of the media you know specifically the right media to show like see it's not guns that kill people it's movies like this that kill people um which uh, is an old argument. It's been around forever. Um, we were yeah, it's tired. Know, the newest uh, incarnation of it, but um, uh, uh, that was really kind of where it all started. And then, and then it became just yeah, like it, and then it became kind of a, a victim of there were a lot of 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 there started to be people that were kind of we st- there started to be people both kind of like reaching out over you know different mediums calling universals a hotline and stuff the personalities that like nobody liked uh hearing uh how upset and you know what was kind of being said and it was like well this is no longer appropriate that we do this at the moment you know um it, Those were the executives at Universal. Yeah, and and me. Yeah. I mean, there was a level at which it was like, okay, I guess that okay. we've crossed the line. Um, I, you know, I would say like for my own as the filmmaker, like I <laughs> didn't ever want that to happen, and so I kept sort of having this blind optimism that maybe if people would just see it, they would understand that it was like that everyone right. was taking it way too seriously <laughs> you know and that it's not that type of movie at all it's supposed to be funny you know like it's supposed to be just fun a fun time like that is literally the goal um right uh so yeah everybody's being every but first of all everybody's being mocked we already mentioned that um it's it there is a, a lot of humor in it it's uh nobody had seen the film that was uh, upset by it or you know uh, offended at this point right no one had seen the film at all i mean we were literally finishing uh, you know, sound. sound mix on it. Like it, we didn't mm-hmm. change anything because of it. I would say that, um, but we were like at the last two days of the sound mix. We were like put making sure that the footsteps were loud enough and stuff like that. <laughs> like um, <laughs> you know, like, you were by the way for those listening. The footsteps were plenty loud. Oh, good, <laughs> good. I'm glad that you noticed. Thank you very much. <laughs> Will Files, our mixer, I'm sure will be very excited to hear that. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so it was it was uh, it was a shock. Uh, but it was uh, it, it was you know here we are on the other the, the the important thing is we're on the other side of that we're on the other side of trying to re-release it and then um having all the movie theaters get shut down and and um mm. f- people are finally getting to kind of see it uh on you know on video on demand which uh is um f- you know feels great to me just because I, I feel like i've gotten to see over the last two days like a bunch of people that are like oh my god this movie isn't what i thought it was at all it's totally fun and you should watch it you know like isn't that's generally the way it usually i mean that's usually the way it turns out by the way historically (laughs) thank you yeah i (laughs) because most people get offended and you find out they never saw it they where they only heard about it and they didn't even hear about it from people who saw it because nobody had seen it so um this is not unusual. But how does it feel? Like, how did you find out about the tweet, the big tweet? Um, did somebody call you up and tell you, by the way, the uh, Bizarro uh, oh, yeah. lunatic like, I president was, just tweeted? I literally was in the sound mix uh, sitting on the... On a, oh, you were? Okay. I was in the sound mix on a big, you know, big sound stage. Like, it's like a big... It's like a movie theater with, like, less seats in it. Um, watching mm-hmm. the movie, uh, going back and forth with uh, the gas station scene when uh ike Barinholtz, who's in the gas station scene uh texted me and was like hey uh i think the president just uh, i think the president just talked about our movie tweeted about our movie um and then i had to kind of like scroll through like you know twitter for a second and found it and was like oh my gosh <laughs> what is happening so i was i was actually uh yeah i was actually like finishing the like I said, the footsteps uh, walking into the the gas station when when that all happened, um, and it was it was crazy. The day that, honest to God, the day that the president of the United States um, tw- tweets that you are trying to incite chaos is a weird day, <laughs> just a very weird day. <laughs> I bet this would have been timing wise last fall. Uh, it was in August, yeah. Oh, okay, so I'm just trying to remember the timeline. So this was pre... It was coming uh, out September 27th originally, and we were like finishing right. finishing the everything about the movie about a month before that so that it could Right, but this would have been um, uh, pre-impeachment uh, hearings. Oh, pre, so sure. maybe right around the Mueller report. I'm just you know I'm just trying to remember the timeline and everything because he had time to uh, well whoever tweeted it for him I guess I don't it doesn't even read like his he would have uh, had any real thought on the film although this is how he does choose to preoccupy himself with Hollywood and you know like entertainment news uh, but or or he saw something maybe on Fox oh, yeah was well it was happened. talked about that morning on Fox and Friends. And, um, oh, there you go. They had talked about it. Uh, they had done stories about the the film a couple of different times, but eventually they like decided to talk about it on Fox and Friends, and then that was the day that the president tweeted about it. So, yeah. Um, anyway, well, well. Anyway, the movie is the hunt is actually now available. Has um, you can watch it uh, online or on demand. Is it available online? Actually, it is. It's on. It's on. Uh, it's on oh, you know, yeah. iTunes, Amazon. Yeah, there you go. Of course. Google Play, yeah. yeah, all of those, all of those, right. wherever, yeah. Voodoo, uh, <laughs> also like Comcast and Dish and, uh, and DirecTV and, and any of those kind of places as well um, have it as well. 
so yeah, uh, it's it's available now, which is exciting and great. Um, you know, it came out in theaters March thirteenth. Um, oh, so okay, it did have a week. Uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, it, by March fourteenth, yeah. a lot of the movie theaters were yeah. closed down. So, so okay, so you it's still really, how does that didn't work? Really have a week. Do we even? <laughs> no, no. But I, I, I guess you know, for whatever potential awards you may want to, you know, whatever you uh, potentially speaking, if you're up for any awards, you would have to <laughs> be shocked if this movie uh, was up for any awards. But thank you, that's very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's not typically the uh, the genre. That, it's not typically you know, the genre. It's for sure. Not stacks stacks up the awards, but you know, you you still got to do it, and um and and it's good to. It would have been you know hypothetically great to have those finally have some screenings with some meeting the audiences potentially and. Um, well, man, I made of, uh, I made the movie to be like watched in a movie theater. It was like supposed to be the sure. kind of like. Like it's you know I intentionally I had said to Jason, I remember the first meeting that I had with alone with Jason, like kind of the last takeaway is like so, you know he's like what what is your main goal for the movie and I was like I want it to be fast I want it to be move fast I want it to be eighty eight minutes long, and he was like I like it like you know like just like rock and roll goes as tight and like pace it up as fast as possible and it ends up with credits it's 92 minutes long so i, I mostly hit my target um but uh uh it, the point of that being that i wanted it to be a, a an experience that would you know be fun to watch with other people um so uh what's been really interesting in the time of corona is that you know there's been already like I did a sort of a Twitter tweet along with it, um, which was interesting and cool. And I don't think has ever happened with like a feature before. I mean, I think that showrunners on TV shows sometimes do that stuff, but um, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe there has been, but um, but that was fun. And and then there's been definitely like I've had multiple people tell me about like you know everybody kind of watching the film like together on google hangouts or you know like doing these kind of virtual mm-hmm. watch parties um, right which that's becoming a thing now yeah it makes sense yeah which i i you know it's like it's certainly the spirit of the movie was something like that so that's exciting to me that the that we at least get to be uh be be there for anybody who does want to take their mind off something i guess yeah, this is no. This is escapist. This is escapist fun. As as, as fun. Truly, what yeah, it's, it's meant to it's, be. Yeah, I, yeah, and it and it succeeds at doing just that. It is. I watched it last night and really enjoyed it. And and by the way, speaking. So you know, Hillary Swank is in it. Betty Gilpin, who I guess she was was she was on. Um, was she she was in the. She's been uh, in Glow. The Netflix Glow. Glow. That's right. That's right. Um, right. I met her She's... actually on a TV show called American Gods, which is from Stars. Um, sure. Which she had a role. Yeah, in that's. The first season. Um, okay. But uh, she and I just found her to be so fun and funny that I was like, one day, there will be a role that will make sense, and Betty, you know, is a movie star, um, and and when this when this showed up that she was kind of one of my initial thought was like we should see what she's doing and uh and and i'm lucky that we got to have her she's about to be a giant movie star in my opinion 
And you can take full credit for discovering it. <laughs> um, exactly. It's all about me. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, almost everybody else. I mean, I, I guess yeah, there had to be very, uh, very direct conversations with management or representation of these actors that are in the movie because they're most of them are. I don't want to give too much away, but uh, let's put it this way: so the Emma Roberts, for instance, and you mentioned Ike Barinholtz earlier who let you know about that tweet these guys are in it for you know a relatively short time is it is that too much to say before yeah no i think that's that's fair yeah it's okay to say that i don't want to give away too much but you know it doesn't take away yeah for for sure there's the movie is (laughs) fast-paced yeah yeah don't get too comfortable with yeah it's it's you know uh, don't get too comfortable with any of the actors <laughs> let's put it that way uh, enjoy them while they're on the screen uh, right. <laughs> and you have some great character actors in there too I'm so, I always love when Reed Bernie shows up ah, yeah big Reed Bernie fan I, I had met him a, a couple of years ago for another project uh, that just the schedule and timing and things didn't work out and uh, and you know when I read this uh, he was like definitely I was like oh, we should see what Reed's up to because I'm, I'm a big Reed Bernie fan too and you know what's interesting is Reed and uh, and Betty had actually done a two person play in New York a Get couple of years earlier oh. I didn't know that until I cast both of them and they're like oh yeah we know each other that's yeah for sure <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. that's funny yeah. yeah he does a lot of theater right uh, yeah. Bernie yeah yeah, yeah. I, I've been wanting to get him on he's like you know there are certain actors uh, that I just like I see them in you know certain projects and and I can't I have to talk to them like or I, I get very <laughs> single minded about trying to get them on so I it's been in it's been um you know for me like he's one of those guys I've been wanting to get on the podcast to talk to oh well so eventually I have to yeah yeah you know. uh, he's he's uh, I'm, yeah he's filled those stories I'm sure he'd be great on this podcast you should do that yeah I'm gonna try to I should get his uh, I guess management's number. I guess also, you know, Hillary, this is a great role for her. She is, uh, again, I'm going to be trying to be very careful, but the, the final portion of the film is uh, requires a lot of choreography, shall we say? Right. Uh, and oh, I so, think it's kind of out there. There's a giant fight scene at the end of the movie. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's giant. Uh, it's Tarantino-level Oh, well, thank uh, you. <laughs> fighting scene. No, I'm, I'm serious. I'm like, there was only a handful of people who could pull that off. And um, I, I think there's a very funny moment. Uh, again, let me know if anything I say, you sure. know, sh- should be excised. But there's a very funny moment where uh, or during this fight scene, they go through a couple of glass windows, let's put it that way, or at least one. And so they're outside all of a sudden, and they're coming back into the house to continue the fight. And they're about to go through, like, the door. (laughs) And, you know, here's a great case of the humor we're talking about where uh, one of the characters says, you know, not through glass again. And they just open the door. No no more glass. No more glass. (laughs) No more glass. No more glass. Yeah. It's it's almost like they have this such a mutual respect for each other that they're willing to give each other that, you know. (laughs) Exactly. Betty and Hillary. uh, Yeah. Or uh, Crystal and Athena. And that is, like, that is the kind of that fight scene at the end was so you know so fun to make and and is truly like a combination of so many people um that particular line was definitely uh something that uh i, I want to say that, that improvised uh well no, it fun, it, i think funnily enough i think it came from sarah Irwin, who was the uh was hillary's uh stunt double in the in the scene 
when we were kind of trying to work out the fight and I just thought it was so great that I was like, we're putting that in. That's amazing. <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to give credit <laughs> to Sarah Irwin on that one actually. Um, uh, who is his Hillary's, uh, double. Um, yeah, because, and the, and the, and that was like really what we were trying to do. That fight was, you know, we shot it over five days and it was quite a like big, um, uh, it was quite a big, you know, thing to do we shot it kind of at the end of the the movie so we sort of knew the entire sort of what we were doing with the film at that point and we also you know knew the tone pretty well at that point and kind of knew that we needed humor and and moments of 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 just yes. you know trying to like we, we we felt like confident in the tone at that point um so during the fight scene like there was certainly an you know, I worked very hard to make sure that like we shot it cool and had it be different enough in all of its kind of different. It's really like about six little fight scenes, you know, that are all kind of stitched together. Um, but uh, that there be something unique and kind of cool about each one of them, but also that there be humor like that. Um, and that was it. Was really this great collaboration between um, Hank Amos and Heidi Moneymaker, who are the stunt coordinators, and uh, and you know, both Hillary Swank and Betty Gilpin and, you know, Sarah and Caitlin, their doubles and, uh, you know, even up to like the production designer, Matt Munn, who like helped us build the set and like really like, well, he built this, he built the set. <laughs> we didn't do any of the set building, but, uh, um, but that he, you know, like between me and him, it was like, Oh, let's build this fireplace that you can kick somebody through. Like there was like, because that whole, the whole thing kind of was designed. It, we basically were able to design a jungle gym in order to have a fight in it. Um, and, and that was really, really fun. I see. Yeah. Uh, how much of that is, the work there is in the camera work. Uh, it's common. I'm just going to answer my own question and you just correct me, but it's, it's like, it's this, how much of this is, uh, I guess, well, let me pose the question this way. How much of this is camera work like the cinematographer or camera operator and then versus editing versus choreography? I mean, we're, how do you like a scene like that, which is how many minutes was that fight scene? Or the, uh, you know, the I can't remember the exact runtime of the fight scene, but it's something. It's over six minutes long. Um, Easily, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I guess the answer to that question is like there. First, you kind of start with kind of the big umbrella of like what happens and what's the emotional kind of through line of the fight and like where, who's winning when and what's you know like you kind of like figure it mm -hmm. out from a story POV or this is how we did it we I was like you know this should be the point at which like Betty is like down this is the point where Hillary is down this is the point you know where who's winning where and we kind of like sketched something out and we had certain gags we knew we wanted to do like this fireplace gag there's like you know maybe it, you mentioned one where people go through some glass you know there was like these certain things where we, we know we need all of this stuff and then uh, with Hank and Heidi, the stunt coordinators, fight choreographers, um, there, there was a, a level of like, how do we like make sure that like it's not just punch, punch, kick, kick the same the whole time? And kind of like there was like mm -hmm. a level of like trying to figure that stuff out. And then me and Darren Tiernan, the DP, um, 
really kind of tra we're trying to kind of figure out how to make sure to to um best shoot you know yeah. a lot of a lot of fight i've watched some amazing stunt work that is shot poorly in different things that when shot pedestrianly doesn't show off how amazing and athletic some of the stunts are you know and so i was like well are you talking about are you talking about in movies that have a real big budget or are you talking about like you know b movie types or more of that though actually I, well the thing is like in there's a certain to me uh this might be a controversial opinion but to me there's <laughs> a certain level at, at a certain type of big budget movie not all the time but but that a reliance on uh special effects uh meaning computer graphics uh for certain types of f fight scenes um also creates a reliance on previs pre-visualization like like basically they make kind of an anim animation a really crude animation of like what the like story is going to be and everybody like follows that you know um mm. and oh. when you do that i feel like it takes the spontaneity out of out of being able to photograph a person doing something and standing in the room and being like yeah, it is amazing that Hillary Swank can kick that high, but it looks more amazing if you stand over here. Why don't we move the camera over here? And, like, we got really technical about the whole thing, and, and it was quite fun. Like, I felt like I learned a ton, but also, like, I had wanted to do this. Like, I'd, like I had wanted to, like, tr tr try to, like get to make a fight scene in a faster way like I, in a longer way i should say like i, I had done stuff on t in television um and certainly had certain times where i'd been able to like explore action mm -hmm. and this like i did a episode of westworld that where they go to the, the japanese version of westworld that was like quite fun and filled with action and certainly had time to kind of do certain things there but a lot of times you're sort of are stuck with the limitations of how long it takes to take a to make a television show versus how long it takes to make a movie which is just that it's just less time and you have to kind of you have to kind of like go faster you know so this was mm -hmm. an exciting thing to do in that for me as just a, a technical exercise in that it was fun to to like really get to craft a fight scene and be like okay conceptually it's filled with some fun ideas now how do we execute them in a way that like keeps it feeling cool um yeah so i i you know i loved that portion of making the movie it was one of my favorite parts well it sounds like when when you're in a position where you're learning uh, a lot you you really like that <laughs> yeah does it i mean you know who, <laughs> most people <laughs> imagine <laughs> i mean it sounds like you know where there's new challenges and new things to learn it's it's like a real you know gift uh, uh for a, a filmmaker um yeah i imagine sure. that's you know um, i'm sure most filmmakers feel that way or uh, maybe i'm wrong but uh you know i suppose the next time you have a a, a major fight scene in a film you'll you'll you know, uh, be that much further along, you know? I know. It makes or, me want to do another big fight scene in another movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
again, the name of the movie is uh, The Hunt. Uh, the director is Craig Zobel. And uh, it's available now on Amazon Prime Video and Xfinity, Vudu, Fandango, Now. And I guess iTunes. just another platform. Yeah. Google Play, uh, Apple TV, iTunes, I guess, or one Apple of, TV, I guess yeah. now. I guess that's what it's, it's called now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's great entertainment and escape is fun and uh, watch it on the biggest screen you can possibly watch it on at, at home I guess at the moment and um, we um, just did an Atmos uh, sound mix for it if anybody is an Atmos person has like the Atmos sound thing so look for that there's a there's a new version that just came we just finished last week in order to be able to release it on and home video that way so um yeah please check it out and turn it up loud wow it's like gift that keeps on giving i know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah well, is there are you now are you officially done with the film now done, or done is there the more film, stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah okay so you, you're able to move on or uh or i don't know if like you you know there's a you know new cuts and new this no new, no no, no new cuts uh the, kind of everything everything is pretty much the same as it was and uh i mean definitely the same as it was um and uh uh yeah i'm now i'm in the middle of well i have been in the middle of of this new uh murder mystery television show totally different tone um much more kind of realism and and uh mm-hmm. and uh and naturalism uh tv show uh with uh with it's a miniseries with kate winslet um so I'm uh, my head is now in that for the moment, and it's it's a good place to be. It's awesome. I'm really excited about this project. Where's Kate right now? Is she uh, is she hunkered down in Philadelphia? She is hunkered with you? down. <laughs> yeah. She is. She is. is she staying she's there not too. In Philly. No, she's uh, she's. Oh no. But uh, yeah, she's. Uh, everybody gotcha. kind of had to hunker down. Yeah. <laughs> no, so. no, I know. Uh, well, I hope that uh, for everybody's sake that, um, that that I hope the project does you know pick up again sooner than later um but uh, only when it makes sense i suppose uh, that's right well thank you yeah <sighs> yeah you yeah. know well you know first of all thanks for being so responsive i just i i realize i'm sort of here and this is in a way a, you know an opportunity to, to connect with some some of my favorite filmmakers and to uh you know be able to post some some extra podcasts perhaps i don't yeah, know yeah no you know yeah thank you for reaching out i was like yeah i'd love to do that it's like i perfectly oh, have so cool. a i thought you might be so thank you yeah i thought you might be open and also now maybe under less i don't know what's the yeah, right the word pressure. uh <laughs> yeah. well yeah but also I'm, I'm just thinking about publicists and and, and, oh, and sure. distribute distribution companies might be a little less in your business about how you proceed with things like this yeah, you know what correct. i mean yeah, totally Oh, I'm always happy to talk to or connect with the publicist, you know, or let's, you know, don't typically mind doing that, but this, this made the most sense. So that was, I'm glad it worked out like this and, um, I'll put this up in, as quickly as possible, you know. Okay. And, uh, well, thank you so much, man. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Yeah, sure. And be safe and have, I hope that your son is safe. And, uh, thank you. Thank you. And by the way, people can also, besides your television work, also Z for Zachariah and Compliance are, are widely available also on various yeah, yeah. platforms. So Please. people should seek that stuff out because it's uh, wonderful, wonderful films. Um, all right. So let's stay in touch and um, yeah, I'll let you know when this goes up. Okay, great. Thanks so much, man. All right. All right. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Talk soon.
next episode, we're going to have the team, the acting team, I should mention, behind another independent film that is that is also uh, on, uh, I believe it's on Amazon Prime. We have the actors Sophie Lowe, Morgan Saylor, and Margot Martindale. I wanted Margot. I mean, I'm so, so pleased to have them all on the show. Uh, but, I, you know, well, I've been wanting Margot Martindale on the show for ages and uh, very excited to bring her on the show, as you can tell from my playing the ID at the front of the show today. Uh, so that will be next. That is currently available as well, and I recommend you catch that film. And uh, we got a lot more lined up, including a uh, full episode, which I'll post next week, with uh, the co-host of the Gilbert Gottfried Amazing Colossal Podcast, Frank Santo Padre, will be, is on the show. We spent a nice long time a few days ago on the phone and uh, came out. Oh, what a great conversation we had. And I've been wanting to talk to Frank for a long time. We've been ha- we have a budding friendship uh, online. And uh, this was, I guess, under other circumstances, we might have met in person. But we were able to do this really well. We're both, of course, used to doing remote podcasts. So... It, it worked out really well, and I think you'll enjoy it, especially if you're a fan of that podcast. If you aren't uh, a regular listener to the Gilbert Gottfried Amazing Colossal Podcast, uh, I recommend you give it a, a listen. It is a lot of fun. So s- continue to stay tuned. Continue to remain healthy. Please keep yourself as uh, isolated and quarantined as you can. I have to take my own advice. Uh, do whatever you can to stay inside until this thing is under control because it is a savage thing and it does not discriminate well it does sort of discriminate but everybody is a potential target to get it what the outcome is of getting it is less dis- is is uh, very discriminating so uh that's all i'm going to say about it <clears throat> other than again to repeat Please quarantine yourselves and uh, continue to stay tuned to the podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. My name is Adam Shartoff. The name of the show is Film Wax Radio. Take care of yourselves and the ones you love. Broken lines, broken strings, broken threads, broken springs. Broken hearts, broken words, never meant to be spoken.